Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by... Natalie Dunn. And today, because we are, as always, drastically underprepared for this podcast, which is the whole point, today we are going to start with this deck of cards that I happen to have sitting next to me. It is a lovely deck of cards, an Amazing Sights of the Night Sky set. So every card has a different celestial feature on it. Is that what it's called? It looks like a smudge on the box. It looks like somebody wrapped or smudged like bubblegum. Oh, that's a little more sparkly that time. You just didn't get a clear picture. Is there a book included with that? No, I think it's there's a little advertisement in the corner also available, a book titled 101 Amazing Sights of the Night Sky. We will put a link to that book on the Facebook page, which you can buy (laughs) after this podcast. Once you're completely convinced that you are fascinated by the amazing sights of the night sky, because we're going to talk about them. I'd say that's the goal of this show. We are going to try to convince you to be so enamored by this deck of cards and the book that comes with it that you're going to want (laughs) to jump right on the internet and buy it. On a scale of one to 10, how knowledgeable would you say you are about the amazing sights of the night sky? Well, the other night I did find the Big Dipper as well as the Little Dipper, but I couldn't tell you which is which i can tell you what the moon looks like i've given the moon before winky wink it was a full moon you know it's a topic for another time i'd say that's my knowledge is just uh giving the moon you know half so like a solid waning waxing like a solid two and a half maybe i'd say 2.6 because i have seen a shooting star before oh wow in taos new mexico we went to the um there's these hot springs because we're up in the mountains and you'll go where there's no city lights whatsoever and there's tons of shooting stars up there and i was the last person on my team to see a shooting star because I wasn't quite sure what to look for. (laughs) Well, I would say I would rate myself at about a solid, like, maybe a four, five. I used to be big into astronomy. By big into astronomy, I mean when I was in, like, fourth grade, I really wanted a telescope, and we had a really shitty one. And so I used that sometimes to look at stuff, but it wasn't really that good so could you see mars through the telescope i think i did one time find mars but it was really difficult because i didn't actually know what i was doing but i had a book um i have was it the 1001 facts on celestial planets the amazing sights of the night sky oh you know i was pretty close with that guess (laughs) did howell ever go to the planetarium howell is the school she went to for the record I don't think so. Really? Not like a, which planetarium are you talking about? Like at one of the colleges? Like the planetarium. I don't know. I feel like we went to one. It was probably in Flint because 75% of the field trips we went on were to some place in Flint. But I couldn't I tell you that, where it actually is. I think I went to a planetarium at one of the colleges, like at either MSU or U of M, possibly that's, U of M. That's probably way better than the planetarium <laughs> I went to, except I was always sick on planetarium day. I think I went once and we watched a uh, special on Hurricane Katrina. Fun. Yeah, that's the best part of the planetarium <laughs> is you get the 
the whole ceiling and you just watch surround videos. <laughs> It's like you're there. All right. So with these playing cards, we have two options. We have the actual playing card option or we have the celestial features options. So I can pull a card and we have two entirely different topics, a number and something actually interesting. Although I have a feeling that we can probably talk about the number for just as long. Well, it depends on what number you draw. (laughs) And then, you know, you get an ace, you get a king or a queen, maybe a jack and it's the jack of all trades. And then you've got just a whole smorgasbord. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to shuffle these cards and see if I can do it loud for effect. I don't really have much of a table surface here, though. Was that loud? It was like, <laughs> butunk. <laughs> not exactly right. a blackjack dealer at the Vegas casinos, are you? Let me do a... Does that sound like shuffling? I don't think I got any sound from that. Really? Oh, I don't, I that's because much. I have my directional thing on. The back of the microphone's not picking up sound. A radio major, everybody. She <laughs> knows her way around the microphones. All right, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try the shuffle again here. I'm gonna. I really want this shuffle sound effect because it was a good shuffle. The Iggy shuffle or the Cupid shuffle or the truffle shuffle. We should do this. like a truffle shuffle challenge. I don't think we should do that. Sound off right. on Facebook if you think we should do the truffle shuffle challenge. It sounds like a sad fart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I give up. Okay, I shuffled the cards, just take my word for it, despite what you heard or didn't hear. I'm going to pick a card at random, and we have the Ace of Diamonds, Ooh. also known on these cards as the Andromeda Galaxy. So I'm going to start with the Ace of Diamonds, because that one piqued my interest. Now, the Ace of Diamonds, there's two baseball puns in there. You've got the Ace, which is known as the best pitcher on the team, and you also have the Diamond, which is what you call the infield with the four bases. Why it really caught my attention, though, was my brother brother Cody, his Spotify playlist is called The Ace of Diamonds. <laughs> it's a lot of folk music on there. If you just need a nice mellow playlist, have Cody send that to you. He's got some real good jams on there. Sounds pleasant. Do you have anything to say about The Ace of Diamonds? Because you're really eyeing the galaxy side. I don't have anything to say about The Ace of Diamonds. I do have something to say about baseball, though. I mean, I could talk about baseball all day, so lay it on me. I know you can. Sam and I just watched the movie Moneyball. Yes. Have you ever watched that? Oh, it was so good. I've, of course I've watched it. It's one of me and Cody's favorite. Listen, it's favorite. like hit or miss with you on movies, so. Okay, but baseball movies, I've seen <laughs> probably That's 75%. Fair. Although I have missed some big baseball movies. I've never seen Bull Durham. I've never seen um, the Cornfield one, where they're walking out of the corn, <laughs> and they're like, if you build it, they Field will come. Field of Dreams? Even I've seen that one. I've never seen it's it. It's a classic. And I haven't seen, I feel like there's one more I haven't seen. But I have I've seen Mr. 3000 with Bernie Mac, because you can't I've also seen Bernie that. Mac. Um, like a southern baptism. You don't get no, the No, we quote. just watched that movie. Watched the movie. Did you? <laughs> yeah, it was really good. We were just watching YouTube, and Sam was watching a video from one of his favorite podcasts. Um, one of their editors made a video and posted it about Moneyball. And the video was called, like, Why Moneyball Slaps So Hard or something. And so we watched it. And we were, like, halfway through the video, and we were like, shit, let's watch it. So we stopped it. And then we went and watched the movie. We rented it. And then we came back and finished the video. And we stopped it, like, the perfect point because the second half of the video was just like all spoilers the whole movie would have been ruined if we'd finished that video it worked out well but it was a great movie highly recommend honestly i will watch anything with brad pitt not because 
He's pretty, although he is very pretty. He's a fantastic actor. Like, every movie I see him in, I like him more. He's one of the good ones. Did you see he was also just on Property Brothers? No. Yeah, you haven't seen that show? Oh my god. I've seen Property Brothers, but I didn't know Brad Pitt was on it. So they're doing a new show where they're getting celebrities, and they do a home remodel, and it's the celebrities doing a home remodel for, like, somebody important in their life. So, for example, Brad Pitt was the first one, and he did a home remodel for his makeup artist slash hairdresser who's been with him I mean pretty much since he broke onto the scene back in the 90s I need to watch that yeah I love the Property Brothers that episode was on the TV while I was walking in here before we recorded I was like oh I've seen that one (laughs) or like Rebel Wilson overhauled somebody's backyard like her first friend when she came out to Hollywood Uh, Michael Hmm. Buble that's cool revamped his grandfather's house his grandfather passed away but he revamped the house for his grandfather's caretaker to stay in because she was such a big part of their lives really cool show it's called iou that is really cool look it up anyway (laughs) so brad pitt and moneyball yeah that's a great movie it's got jonah hill as well and Mm -hmm. it's got a young chris pratt like one of chris pratt's first big roles actually picking machine it was like in between it was like right before he did guardians but while he was still on parks and rec it was right at that point where he got super fit and lost a bunch of weight and like lost all the baby face and then they had to like explain that in parks and rec I don't know. You've watched Parks and Rec, right? Yeah. It, I didn't yeah, watch till after that, though. But yeah, it is kind of <laughs> funny looking back because it was perfectly in line with when he was losing that weight. So it was almost like a test. Like, can I pass for a baseball player? Yes, I can pass for a space <laughs> hunk now. I loved on Parks and Rec when that happened because he was gone for a couple episodes. And then when he like showed up again, there's just like a short scene where he's walking like down a hallway with someone. And he's like, so all you did was stop drinking beer? And he was like, yeah. I lost like 50 pounds. It's like, how much beer were you drinking? (laughs) Yeah, probably too much, right? (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) That's all you need to know. But it fits so well with the show. It does. All right, so we covered the Ace of Diamonds. How about the Andromeda Galaxy? Any thoughts on that? I mean, Andromeda, I'm sure I've played a song in band that had the word Andromeda in it. I was just going to say, I feel like there are so many things named Andromeda. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure there's the Andromeda March. Is that a Star Wars thing? I don't think so. I think you're thinking of the Imperial March? Probably. Is there an Imperial <laughs> Galaxy? There is. It's Star Wars. But, um, tss. <laughs> I haven't watched it. There's something significant named Andromeda. What am I thinking of? I feel like it's in some... Wait, wait. I know what it is. There's a video game series called Mass Effect that, according to Sam, is the greatest video game series of all time. And the most recent game that came out was called Mass Effect Andromeda. That's what I was thinking of. We'll go with that. Now, on these cards, does it have facts about the galaxy it's listing or whatever space phenomenon it has? Or is it just like, this is the Andromeda got... This is the Andromeda got... I can't say it. That's a tongue twister. (laughs) This is the... And I don't even remember the name of it now. They seem to have, like, the the locations of them in the sky and the season when it can be seen. (laughs) Unfortunately, the The Andromeda galaxy, which can be seen in fall is found in Andromeda. Yeah, so. you just hang a left there on the uh, I-94 and you, you take <laughs> that up to the 270, you're going to be right there. If you hit the uh, the cow pasture, you've gone too far. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can find another interesting celestial feature. I say you pick a card from the front of the deck. The front of the deck? Like, let's see. When you said front of the deck, did you mean like the top of the deck? I don't know what you mean. Yes. Okay. Oh. That had a little <laughs> rhythm in it. <laughs> 
All right, the top of the deck is, it's an eight of diamonds. We're on diamonds today. And the card is called Messier 33. That looks like the stereotypical, like, this is the Milky Way. <laughs> Have we been lied to our whole lives and we've just been shown the messy, the, what is it, the Messier? I think so. It's spelled M-E-S-S-I-E-R. So Messier. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, they just, the stars, they don't clean up after themselves. Ooh. Now, it's ironic that we keep getting diamonds because um, I'd still say you're newly engaged. It's only been a few months still. It's been six months. But the people don't know the story. <laughs> I think tonight is the night where you tell the story of your engagement. So for me, at least, my knowing of this and the story began in October when we were at a friend's wedding. And I remember... For some reason, we thought Sam was going to propose, like, the Christmas before that, right? No, he and then told his... you he was going to. Yeah, but his cousins got engaged instead. Mm -hmm. So then at this wedding, me and Cody kind of pulled you aside and we're like, oh, no, that's not it. We went for drinks, like, a month prior. And we're like, so when's mm -hmm. Sam popping the question? He's going to kill me for this. You said, I want you to find out at the wedding. Kind of ask him if it's not going to be for, like, another year, then just go ahead and tell me so I don't get my hopes up. And we're like... We, that can do. We can do that. And then we found out at the wedding and we just didn't say anything. Did he actually tell you at the wedding? So he told us he knew it was going to be before Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then in November, middle of November, right before Thanksgiving, I came down to Columbus to help you shoot the video for the CF Foundation. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've told you this. As I was getting ready to like leave and go back to Michigan, he's like, wait, 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 I got to show you something. And he pulled me into the room and he showed me the ring and I was like, <sighs> no way. And then he told me what you were going to do. So that whole day when I knew the proposal was happening, I just had my phone on me and I was like, <laughs> when's she going to text? She's got to text soon because I know it's happening and I know she can't say no to this boy because it's Sam. You can't say no to Sam. <laughs> Look at him. He's a saint. I did know that he showed you the ring because he told me that you were the only person who saw the ring. No way. Yeah, you were the only person who saw the ring. Vindication. Um. <laughs> What happened for me was, yeah, we got drinks and then I was like, just ask him. And if it's going to be like relatively soon or if he has a, I think what I said was if he has a plan, don't tell, like, don't say anything. I don't want to know if he has a plan, but if he doesn't have a plan and he's like, oh, it's just, I'm just going to wait like two or three more years, then please tell me so that I can, you know, leave him or something. Smack the boy. Smack some sense. <laughs> Not really. I would have <laughs> smacked the boy if he said that for the record. <laughs> You didn't say anything after the wedding. And I was like, okay, so maybe there's a plan. Shortly, either before or after the wedding, right around the time of that wedding, though, Sam was just randomly in the middle of a day. Like, he texted me while I was at work and was like, do we have any plans on December 1st? I was like, no. He's like, okay, don't make any plans. I was like, oh, okay, why? And all that he would say was, we're going to Michigan which is, you know, where my family lives. But I was like, why are we going to Michigan? I didn't ask any more questions because I was like, okay, it's a, clearly a surprise. I'm not going to pry. I like surprises. I don't want to know. So I didn't ask any questions. I barely even brought it up. Like, I didn't say really anything about it until like a couple days before. I was just sort of like, when are we leaving? Like, what do I need to pack? Should I be prepared for something weird? Like, what what's going on? Basically, all he told me was that we were staying at my mom's house. They knew what was going on also because we were staying there and he had already run it past them. So they already knew that we were doing something that I didn't know about. We were staying at my mom's house, which I thought was like a weird, like non-romantic thing. And I thought that maybe that wouldn't make sense. It ended up making a lot of sense because of all the people that we wanted to tell in person, it was my mom. So I had... 
a pretty good idea of what we were doing. And then he gave me the address to put into the GPS on the way there. And I knew where we were going at that point because I knew where it was. Even though he didn't give me the address of the place we were going, he gave me the address of a gas station up the road. So he wouldn't give me the actual address, but it was in Owasso, Michigan, which I know is where the Polar Express is. So we drove all the way there and then we pulled into this gas station and I was like looking around like, can I see it? Can I see the train? Are they serving the hot cocoa yet? So, yes, we ended up riding on the Polar Express, which is actually a much more, like, comprehensive and inclusive experience than I thought. I thought that you just show up and you ride the train. Backstory, the movie, is based on a children's book, and that book is based on an actual steam engine, which is called the Père Marquette, and the steam engine's number is 1225, or 1225 or Christmas. And when they made the movie, they actually used this exact steam engine as not only a model for the animation, but they also recorded all of the sounds of this exact steam engine. And those were the sounds that were in the movie. I love Christmas and I love the Polar Express. And so doing the like Christmas experience on the Polar Express was like a bucket list thing. And it's impossible to get tickets. We actually tried two years ago and tickets literally sell out in March for December. So I was like, there's no way that's what we're doing because how would he have gotten tickets in October? Because that's when he asked me if I was free. Turns out he got tickets in June and he just waited to ask me. But just was like betting on whether or not I would have something to do on December 1st. So got lucky there. He probably would have just been like, no, cancel. This is too important. (laughs) Cancel now. I'm sure he would have found a way around it. He probably would have had to tell me if there was something where I was like, no, I'm not going to cancel that. So we showed up and it was very exciting. Like you get to ride the train for a whole hour. We were on one of the fancy adult cars. So there were no screaming children. And we also had a bar and complimentary cocoa and cookies complimentary mugs so now we have matching mugs from the day we got engaged which was very cute so you ride the train for a whole hour and then you stop at this like christmas town where there's a bunch of stuff to do and santa is there and you get to hang out there for like three hours you can eat and stuff and then you get back on the train and you ride an hour back by the time we were on the train for the whole hour on the way there i was obviously very excited and like oh my god we're on the polar express and you know like giggling like a child every time they you know blew the horn and stuff so it was great but at that point it had been like an hour and I was like so if he was gonna propose today would he do it on the train or would he do it in the town and if he does it in the town where's he gonna do it and so the whole time I'm like is this what's happening like I don't know so then we got to the town and we did all the stuff you got to like write a letter to Santa so we like wrote letters to Santa and we got some food some pretty mediocre hot dogs but it was okay because it was hot and is there a quality hot dog though I'm picking out the weirdest part of the story but (laughs) That's a fair point. Actually, that's to follow that up. Yes, there is. Kogel's out of Flint. Quality hot dogs. (laughs) Besides the point, I will let you keep going. We didn't see Santa because the line was extremely long and it was mostly children. And while I am not above waiting in line to see Santa, there were other things to do. And little did you know, you were about to get a gift anyways. true once they dropped everyone off from the train they like backed the train up so that you could take a picture in front of the engine so we did that and actually i thought that maybe he would do it then so i was very nervous the whole time we were in line that wasn't it and then i was like okay maybe he's not gonna do it because then we like ran out of stuff to do and we were just sort of walking around waiting to get back on the train and i was like maybe this wasn't it and then we were just wandering around 
So then we were just wandering around. And then of course, you know, there was like a big Christmas tree and then there were a bunch of little trees and like a big circle around it. And it was like super muddy and stuff in front of it. All this, we were just walking in like the opposite direction. And then he just like grabbed my arm and just like redirected me like straight towards the Christmas tree. And I was like, oh my God, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say so you knew it was coming then? I At that point, I was like, this has to be it. He like watched me over in front of the Christmas trees and then he got down on one knee, even though it was really muddy and his pants got all muddy. A true and, gentleman. And it was really cute. And then there were all these people walking around us and no one noticed. Not the takeaway from that experience, but it was weird because people were literally just like parting around us and like yelling at their children as they walked past. Well, that's the reason they were on a train for an hour with their children in that town that for an true. hour. That's exhausting. That is very true and I don't blame them. Even though you knew it was still the perfect proposal. It was. It really was perfect. Such he a knew. charmer. But the important takeaway from that story is that Robbie was the only one who saw my ring before I did. I'm very honored. I didn't know that fact. <laughs> I figured I was part of a small group that had seen the ring. I didn't know I was the only one. <laughs> so thank you, Sam. I'm very flattered. Well, I think that I have taken up the rest of our time, so I think we should wrap it up. That's okay, because we, one, we got to hear your proposal story, which I love, and I'm sure everybody else will love. And two, we just proved that we can do a whole podcast on two playing cards. That is true. Remember to check us out on our Podbean page, the Hit and Run Podcast. You can also check us out on Facebook, the Hit and Run Podcast, where we post the episodes from Podbean, and we also post fun pictures throughout the week. We'll post polls. We'll post links to books. We'll post links to really anything we want to. And new this week, we are officially on Spotify. That's right. For everybody that was like, I don't know what Podbean is. I listen to Spotify. We are on Spotify now. You look up the Hit and Run podcast on Spotify and all our episodes are going to be there. You can add it to your playlist. Easier to share with your friends. Dr. Winkles, you can now listen to us because you were one of the people that refused to go on Podbean. So we are now on Podbean, Facebook, and Spotify. So Natalie, before we end this episode, what did we learn today? We learned that the Andromeda Galaxy is located in Andromeda, wherever the fuck that is. Uh, we also learned that my engagement was extremely cute. Everyone should be jealous. I guess my fiance is pretty cute too. He's cute as a button. <laughs> and we also learned that we can talk about pretty much anything. We also learned that Brad Pitt is a phenomenal actor and a good-looking man. And that uh, Property Brothers is a show you should check out as soon as you can. Because people who watch it are pretty rad. This has been the Hit and Run Podcast. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See you later. Bye.